0: If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us, and enjoy this message. I want uh, to—I was asked actually last week, but it had been on my heart because um, I have focused a lot more in my life on prayer. And so I want to share with you this morning a type of prayer that has really helped me and I believe is helping you, whether you know it or not. And actually God, when I was praying, God, um, sometimes God doesn't speak with a voice, sometimes it's like an inward witness, you just know. And so God uh, gave me an inward witness to add some people to the prayer list that don't even go to this church. But uh, God wanted me to add them. And so um, let me just say this. Prayer, um, what is prayer? Prayer is us communicating to God and God communicating to us. And a lot of times you, you might say, well, my prayer life isn't that good, Pastor. But I want to tell you this. You are praying all the time. The Bible says to pray without ceasing, and you are praying every time you open your mouth. You may say, well, you don't know what I say. Well, I didn't say you were praying right. (laughs) I just said you're praying. And so I'll get into a little more of that this, uh, this morning, but I wanna just give you a little thought. There's more than one type of prayer and each type of prayer has guidelines. I'd say rules, but you don't like to hear the word rules, so I'll just say guidelines. And so, um, how, many, how many of you uh, watched any games yesterday? Nobody? Connie, you watch game, anybody else, anybody else? I started watching a game, and the, and the quarterback uh, tur- th- threw three interceptions, And it's the team I wanted to win. I thought, that's enough of this. So I went to bed and I looked looked on this morning and they won the game. Chargers and the Jaguars, miracle of miracles. But you know what? When they played that game, they were playing football, they didn't use baseball rules. They did not use soccer rules. They did not use rugby rules. They did not use tennis rules they use football rules because wouldn't it be odd to try to play football using baseball rules? It'd be kind of confusing. It'd be real confusing. And sometimes we don't realize it, but there are different types of prayer. And so I'm gonna talk about a type of prayer this morning and it's praying with the Word of God, using the Word of God to pray. And so what is is using the word of God to pray? Well, this is where we find the promises of God and then bring them or pray them or speak them to the Father. And and I said a, a few moments earlier that every time you open your mouth, you are praying. Because what is prayer? Prayer is communication to God. Okay, how many of you know he hears every word you say? If, you, uh, if you're familiar with uh, the book of Numbers, I believe it's in Numbers 13, uh, they come out of Egypt, children of Israel, they were getting ready to go into the promised land, and so they decided to send 12 spies, one, uh, one man from each tribe, one leader from each tribe, and so, the, so they go into uh, Canaan's land to spy it out. And after 40 days, they come back and they had a cluster of grapes that they had to carry uh, on a staff between two men. I've actually seen pictures on the internet coming from, from Israel where they, they litter, this, these uh, grape clusters were just huge, they were huge. So they saw that they saw that the land was good, but ten of them come back and said, "The land, the land is good, just like you said. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, but we are we can't take it. There are giants there, and we are like grasshoppers. We uh, uh, we are grasshoppers in their sight and grasshoppers in our sight. So in other words, they felt like a little bug, and so they're coming back and they're." They gave this report, and all night, the, the, well, um, Caleb and uh, Joshua said, no, let's go up. They're bred for us. The Lord's going to, they're bred for us. We're going to take the land. But the, ten, um, the people listened to the ten, and they refused. They complained. They cried all night. And the, and the next day, the Lord said, I heard your complaining. Well, what were they doing? They were praying all night. They didn't know they were praying, but they were complaining all night. God heard and God listens to his children. Are you a child of God? God listens to you. And so they didn't, they were not allowed to go into the land for 40 years because they complained all night. Everything we say, whether good or bad, now this doesn't sound like a positive message, but that's why I'm saying we want to pray the word. We want to say, we want to confess the word. Well, pastor, there's a difference between confession and praying, and I beg to differ. Confession means to say the same thing to say the same thing that God says. How many of you know the Bible says if two of you pray together, it will be done of my Father, which is in heaven. But in Amos, I believe it's Amos 3.3, 3, I didn't look it up, it just came to my mind. But in Amos 3, it says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? How many of you like your prayers answered? Whether you you know it or not, you are getting your prayers answered all the time. All the time. If you're complaining all the time, you're getting your prayers answered all the time. Because you just get more of the same. I didn't mean to preach like this. How many of you know that the definition of, is, of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and believe for, that you're going to get something different? Is there anybody here today? <laughs> well, let's get to the sermon, let's get to the message and maybe you'll cheer up. So why are we going to pray the word because because God tells us that we are to remind him, God tells us that we are to remind him of his promises. Remind him what we say, what what he said. Now, how many of you, your dad promised you something and it's something that you wanted? It's not like, I promise you when I get home, you're gonna get it. That's not the type of promise I'm talking about. My dad didn't wait until I got home. It was just right there, instant gratification. So anyway, you are promised something and you are excited and you talk about it. As a matter of fact, I'll just give you a, a, an illustration. Aiden, or not Aiden, um, Maxwell. Maxwell knew he was gonna get a skateboard for Christmas. You know, Maxwell doesn't talk a lot unless he wants to talk to you. He'll come in the door, walk right by me. I'll say hi, he'll just walk right by me and just go on in. But if he's coming over to my house that day, then he is a communicator. So, anyway, he's gonna receive a, he knows he's gonna get this um, skateboard. And so uh, Raymond was out in the hallway. Raymond has tried to talk to Aiden, or not Aiden, Maxwell, excuse me. I just think about you so much, your name just comes to me. <laughs> but anyway, Maxwell comes in. And he starts talking to Raymond about this skateboard he's going to get. He just carries on this conversation. And I think that's the way the father wants us to. We, he wants us to be excited and expecting and knowing that we're going to get what he promises us. And to him, he is excited when you are talking about what he says what he said. So in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, God says to the people of Israel, I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my namesake. How many of you would like your transgressions blotted out? That means when you blot them out, you can't even recognize them. And he didn't say it even for your sake. He said, I'm going to blot out your transgressions for my sake. Wow, that's even better. I don't, have to, I don't have to think, well, I'm not good enough for him to blot them out. No, you're not good enough for him to blot them out. He blots out your transgressions for his sake. And then he goes on to say, he says, and, your, and I will not remember your sins. Some of us ought to be dancing around about right now. <laughs> we ought to be doing a two step a hallelujah. I used to dance a lot, but uh not just dance, just hop. We'll call it the charismatic hop, you know <laughs> whatever. He says. Your sins, I will not remember. Your sins, I will not remember. And sometimes I will think about something I did years ago, and I just cringe. But you know what? God doesn't remember it. He chooses not to remember it, okay? God chooses not to remember. God chooses not to bring it up. Have you ever gotten into an argument with somebody and... They're losing, but they bring up something you did from the past. <laughs> they bring up the past. Well, God never does that. Amen. He says, your sins I will not remember. And then he says something else in verse 26. He says, put me in remembrance. Do you think God forgets? <laughs> oh man, you bet, I'm so old, you better remind me. No, God's not so old. Well, he might be old as far as in our thinking. But the reality is, I mean, he, has etern- he is eternal life, so he doesn't get age. But he's the ancient of days. So, But he doesn't need to be reminded. He wants you to remind him because why? He gets joy out of you bringing it up. He gets joy when you say, hey, do you remember when you told me this in your word? I'm going to remind you. He gets excited. Why? Because what we talk about, God hears us and it is prayer to him because prayer is communicating with God and God communicating with us. So he says, He says, "Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your state your case, and you will be acquitted." What does acquit mean? Acquit means to free someone from a criminal charge by a verdict of not guilty. (laughs) Woo! Not guilty. When you get to heaven, it ain't going to be even if there is a judgment is going to be not guilty. I had to stand before a judge one time. I was not not guilty. It wasn't, it wasn't a big crime, but I had to pay $100. Now, $100, when you don't have any money, it's a lot of money. Way back then. I don't even want to try to figure it up. But anyway, how many of you glad that you that, w- that when you stand before God, you're not guilty, because Jesus took your guilt and paid for that, and He eradicated everything that is brought against you. All right, so let's go to Psalm uh, one hundred three. I usually quote this, but I wanted to write down so I just didn't miss anything. But he says in verse two, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, he's not he told us in the previous verse, remind me. God says, remind me. And now he says, now, I don't want you to forget. Don't forget. So how many of you know that sometimes you have to do things to cook? cause yourself to remember. So, and do not forget his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and with tender mercies. You know what? God is not crowning me with thorns. Why? Because Jesus wore the crown of thorns. So what is he crowning me with? Jesus wore the crown of thorns, and so therefore I am crowned with loving kindness. Yeah. You know, I've heard some people say, well, I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> well, with God, it's not just he, don't, he loves you, he's kind to you. Yeah. He's kind to you. Who crowns you with loving kindness and with tender mercies. Katie was uh, quoting from the 23rd Psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. They'll chase you down. I don't know if you understand what, there is a difference, you know, it's real easy to figure out. Would you rather have goodness or badness (laughs) chasing you down? Goodness or badness? Mercies or torments? I prefer, I prefer what God says, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hey, ma'am. I didn't think about that too much when I was in my 20s and 30s. But right now, that looked real good. That's a promise I'm going to bring up. And I told you about Psalm 92. I, I quote that every day. I pray it every day. Every day. You'll bear fruit in your old age. Come on. Amen. Not just going to be, not just going to, you know, you're going to be fresh and flourishing. Mm-hmm. Out of my belly flows rivers of living water. My creek's not going to dry up. Mm-hmm. I'm going, in my, even in my old age, there's going to be a gusher. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you, you're, you're young and you think, well, Okay, cool. But the reality is, is you want life coming out of you. And praying the word of God releases that life. Well, let's go to uh, John chapfer, no, 1 John chapter 5. Oh, I got time. I, uh, I'm going to read some extra verses because we don't cover some things. And so I just want you to hear them. But he says in 1 John 5 verse 10, he who believes in the son of God has a witness in himself and he who does not believe God has made God a liar. Are you calling God a liar or are you believing him? How many believers we got here today? All right. So because he ha- uh, you call God a liar because you have not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. What is the testimony? That Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And he came here. God sent his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love the next verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. God's not looking to condemn people, he's looking to save people. He's looking to build them up, he's looking to raise them up because when we receive Christ, we are raised up and seated with him in heavenly places, not to be browbeat, but to be blessed. You know, the, you know what browbeating is? Fred never browbeat you, did he? Because you would beat him, you would beat him <laughs> senseless. I know Lena. I don't mess with her too much. I know how far I can go. Because uh, we, she had Joel and Rebecca in their car, and we were driving behind. Yeah, this is a good story. And I didn't, know what, I didn't know what was going on, but Joel was putting the window down in the back seat, and Lena said, roll that window back up, or however it got up. And so Joel kept teasing her, and she, she didn't know this, but I call her Leaping Lena. She was in the front seat. She leaped over the back seat and grabbed him by the hair and give him a good shaking. He became a, he wasn't a Quaker, he was a shaker. So that's when I got my mind, don't mess, you know, Jim Croce said, "Uptown's got his hustlers, Bowery's got his boys. Forty-second Street's got Big Jim Walker. He's a pool shooting son of a gun. <laughs> but, you guys- but don't mess around with Lena. <laughs> uh... I I told her- oh, I, oh, I yeah, I, <laughs> you were. I'm not. Uh, she was justified. I, I'm. Uh, she was. I'm. I'm good. I was good with it." I'm good. I was good then, and I'm good now. We're good. Don't pull my hair. I was telling it right. I just didn't cover everything. You didn't give me a chance. <laughs> anyway, that was not in the script. It just came up. So anyway, the testimony. Verse 12. Verse 11, we'll start there then. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. You know, you're not going to get to heaven and find out whether you got eternal life or not. You find out now. When you have the Son, you have life. He, does, he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written unto you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. You, we call it a no so salvation. We know we have eternal life because we believe in the name of the Son of God. And, oh, I love this, that you may continue yeah. to believe in the name of the Son of God. It's not just a one-time trip to the altar. It is a continual daily relationship with the son of God and he gives you eternal life and you keep receiving you keep receiving that's what prayer does prayer is not something just to take up your time and to bore you prayer is a place where you get life you get life he goes on to say now this is the confidence how many of you want to have confidence in your prayer life This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What are we talking about today? We're talking about praying the word of God. When you pray the word of God, you are praying the will of God. When you pray the will of God, God hears you. And the next verse says, well, let me read it. He says this, and if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, But we're praying the word. Some people say, well, whatever I ask, I'm going to get. I remember hearing one guy was believing for somebody else's wife. You know what? That's not God's will. Oh, I could tell you a lot of stories. But we're not going to do that. But when you pray according to the will of God, you will receive. I'm not gonna say you're gonna receive that moment. You might not even receive it that week. I remember hearing, I think it was George Mueller. You might not know who he is, but he uh, was a man that uh, believed God and started orphanages in England and didn't ask for one cent, and God supplied every penny. And I mean, we're not talking about just one little house, we're talking about multitudes of, they almost look like apartment buildings, brick, apartment building. He did not ask for one dime. They didn't have enough money. They didn't have enough money to buy food for the orphans. And so they would sit down to pray. And as they said, let's bow our head and pray. And while they were praying, somebody knocks at the door with the food. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. But there were three people he prayed for For 30 years, two of them got saved before he died and one of them got saved after he died. Do we have enough faith to last that long? Do we have enough faith to believe God even though we don't see it? You know, Abraham, God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. How long did he have to wait? At least 25 years. He's 100 years old, man. Are you still believing God? <laughs> well, I, well, Lord, I had, I had a son with, with, my, uh, with my wife's servant. Isn't that good enough? God says no. God says no, I wanna do it through me. I wanna do it through the spirit and not through the flesh. A lot of times, how many of you try to help out God? <laughs> well, God, you're a little slow, so let me help you out. You know, when you help out God, sometimes it doesn't work out very good. Even though you may get what you want, you might wish you not have it. Anyway, he says. And if we know He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. He said, but He says this is the confidence. What is confidence? Confidence is faith that your prayer is going to be answered. We've got to be confident. We've got to. We've got to believe that when we pray, God is going to answer it. And I know. And if He. And if I'm praying God's will. If I'm praying God's word, then I should be confident that he's going to answer the promise that he gave me and that he gave you. You say, well, pastor, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, you know, good things come when you work. (laughs) You know, the Bible says if man don't work, he don't eat. And I like to eat. (laughs) There's another story. I remember God, uh, I could, Moved here, 1980, was it 82, 82. And I was going around looking for a job. And, you know, at that time people were saying, oh, well, you're overqualified, you're this, that, and the other. Well, if I hire you, you know, I know you're going to be a preacher, so then uh, when you get your church going, you'll, you'll just quit. I said, no, I promise I won't quit. <laughs> but you know what? God spoke to me, because I I, and that's what I said, you know, Lord, your word says if you don't work, you don't eat, and I like to eat. So what's the deal? He's told me to make prayer your job. So I get up early in the morning and I would pray for eight hours in the spirit and whatever. And I would take breaks, just like you do it at your job, and I'd take lunch break. And then uh, in the evening when I'd go to bed, the melody would kind of kick in and start praying herself. And then God started speaking to us words. And he told us, he gave us a strategy on how to start giving light Christian fellowship. Said, so, well, God never talks to me. Do you ever talk to him? Do you ever talk to him? Do you know Jesus, the son of God, he even prayed. Mm -hmm. Jesus spent hours with God and moments with men. Do you know what? When Jesus prayed for people, he didn't really even pray for them. He commanded. He spoke. He told them to do things. Put mud in their eyes. Now go a blind, tell a blind man to go wash in the pool of Siloam. Don't know how far it was. I forgive you, go and sin no more. Je- Jesus was wonderful. But he just didn't do that on his own. He had, he had a line with the Father. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when you pray to the Father, he will tell you. A lot of times we're just trying to struggle to get through our problems. If, if you pray, if you pray and some, I remember one time Melody was sick, real sick. And, God, and she was uh, going after the healing scriptures and God said, don't go after the healing scriptures, go after me. And so she started looking at, she started going to the whole Bible. Now, sometimes God wants you to go to the healing scriptures. I'm talking about praying the word. That's what she was doing. But God says, I want you to go beyond that. Anybody getting anything today? Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. So, how many of you know that when you pray the word, you get angelic help? Yeah. What would you do if I sang out of tune? <laughs> would you give up and walk out on me? Lend me your ear and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out a key. I get by with a little help from my friends. The angels are my friends. <laughs> when you are praying the word of God, you are commissioning angelic help. I'm not just saying, hey, angel, go over there and do this for me. No, 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 no. You commission angels by praying. The word, by speaking the word. Well, pastor, i got to see a scripture for that. Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength. How many of you know those angels are not those little fat, little chubby things with wings? Those angels are warriors, mighty warriors, who excel in strength, who do his word. Doesn't matter if it comes out of your mouth or his mouth, they obey the word. Heeding the voice of his word. In other words, when we are praying the word, when we are speaking the word, we get our angels off of unemployment. Unemployment. Some of our angels are so bored, they're they're looking for somebody else to help. But when we pray the word of God, when we declare the word of God, when we speak the word of God, then the angels come to attention and begin to help us. He says, bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Angels respond when we pray to God. When we pray with the word, they do his word, basically. Do you know that there are angels on assignment? Do you know you have angels? I'm going to give you some scriptures. He says in in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, they he was the whole first chapter of Hebrews talks about the comparison between Jesus and angels and that Jesus is better. But at the end of the chapter of chapter 1 in Hebrews he says, "Are they they being angels? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation?" Yeah. Let me ask you a question, are you inheriting salvation? Yeah. Are you saved? Have you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You have eternal life. You're born again. You're washed in the blood of Jesus. You are inheriting an eternal life and angels are sent for to minister for you. Amen. You know what? You're probably here because an angel saved your life. I know they've saved my life a couple of times. And one time it was, well, a couple of times it was stupid. I was doing stupid things. How many of you know sometimes you can die because you do stupid things? But the reality is, is if you are an heir of salvation, if God, if, I can't even say I was doing his will. I wasn't even praying. But they saved me. They must know, God must have knew back then, 40 years ago, 45 years ago, that you needed to hear this message. So he saved me. So I thank you for needing to hear this message. In Matthew chapter, now this is what we're still talking about. Even though we're talking about angels, we're still talking about praying the word of God. Okay? Praying the word of God, speaking the word of God. When you speak, you are communicating, you're communicating to God, and God hears you. Thank you, Lord. He says, in Matthew eighteen ten. he says, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. Amen. Now, some of you are thinking, those are babies. You know, I'm a little one. <laughs> you're, a, you're a child of God. You are a child of God. And if, and if people despise you and do spiteful things to you, do not try to get even. When you try to get even, then you take, then you remove God's hand from dealing with them. But if you let it go and you turn it over to God, God will deal with them. Now, you might not like the way He deals with them because He might get them saved. (laughs) I wanted them to pay. Well, you know, the Apostle Paul persecuted the church he got saved but you know he paid he was beaten with rods he yeah he was shipwrecked man he went through it Jesus even said I'm going to show him the things he must suffer for my sake I wonder if it, some of it was just because getting a little payback but that's just my thinking I don't know I was just thinking Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to seek, has come to save that which was lost. When you pray, your angel is beholding the face of the Father, and the Father will send out that angel to respond to his word. Thank you, Lord. Well, at least I know my wife's getting something out of it. (laughs) So, we need to be confident when we pray. If you're praying the word, you can be confident. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. He says, "'Seeing then that we have a great high priest, "'who is Jesus, who has passed through the heavens, "'Jesus, the Son of God, "'let us hold fast to our confession.'" let us hold fast to saying the same thing God says. That's where we get praying the word, praying what God says. Let us hold fast to saying the same thing that God says. He says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. In other words, we have a high priest that, know, that feels what we feel that knows our pain, that knows our hurt, that knows everything. He, because he can sympathize with you because he has experienced what you've experienced. He goes on to say, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come weakly, beggarly. Oh, let's just tremble. No, therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, in my closing thoughts, I just want to give you a few scriptural prayers. And they're just quick. They're just bullet points. I'm not even going to quote, well, I might quote the scripture, but I didn't write it down. You can pray this, Lord, you restore my soul. Psalm 23. How many of you need your soul restored? How many of you get depressed? How many of you get worried? How many of you get frustrated? How many of you want to rip somebody's head off? (laughs) Sometimes we just think of depression. Oh, I'm so depressed. No, if you want to rip somebody's head off, you need your soul restored. (laughs) You need help. He, Lord, you restore my soul. Lord, you supply all my needs. Lord, you give me power, love, and a sound, disciplined mind to replace the fear. You don't even have to mention the fear. But Lord, thank you, you give me power, love, and sound mind. Lord, I thank you that through you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Those are prayers. You say, well, they're confessions, but they're prayers too, because when you speak, you are praying. You know that God hears every word that comes out of your mouth. This used to scare me. Because the Bible says that you will give an account for every idle word that comes out of your mouth. How many think you need to clean it up? I don't wanna have to think about an excuse for why I said what I said. Because believe me, he he ain't gonna like the excuses. So, thank you Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are my wisdom, you are my righteousness, you are my sanctification and redemption. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about if I'm good enough. He is good enough and he gives me his goodness so that I'm good enough. And I'm talking about you too. Father, I thank you that I can cast all my care upon you because you care for me. Father, I thank you that I have no condemnation in my life. Now, I know, my, I, know, I, I know some people would say, well, I condemn you. Well, that doesn't make any difference because in the end, God's my judge. If people are condemning you, don't worry about it. Don't even work up a sweat. They calling me names. God's calling you names too. He's calling you beloved. He's calling you righteous. He's calling you victorious. He's calling you accepted in the beloved. I think I'll listen to those names. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I am not alone. Lord, I thank you I'm not alone because you never leave me nor forsake me. I thank you, Lord, that I will not allow Satan to have supremacy over my life, for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Lord, I thank you that I have angels watching over every step I take. Now, if I sounded like Amy Grant, I'd sing that song. Angels watching over me. Angels watching over me every step I take. Angels watching over me. See, I told you I didn't sound like Amy Grant. (laughs) I just, uh, I I wanted to say this earlier. You know, Jesus said, because we're talking about praying the word, Jesus said, he's, he's actually praying. This is in John 17. He's praying to the Father, and he says, Father, sanctify them, that's us, through thy truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You know that when you pray the word, you it actually makes you holy, more holy than you are now. You might start. You might stop saying bad things about your spouse. I quit that years ago. I never did. I never did. I ever? No. She never called me. Any? We just never talked. No. <laughs> no. We we talked. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> David said this. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when we put the word, I'll tell you what, when I started, when I started focusing on this, when you pray, you change. If I'd be praying for Lena, Lord, do something with her. You can handle it, right? Because I love you. If if I didn't love you, I wouldn't even talk to you. So. Oh, Lord, do something with Lena. So what does God do? He starts working on me. Yep, so I'm praying for all of you pretty much on a daily basis. And I'm starting to feel a change in me. I'm feeling a... Change in me because you become intimate. Listen to this. You become intimate uh, with the one you pray to. Want to get intimate with God? Start praying. You become intimate with the one you pray for. I have more compassion. I'm believing for more compassion because Jesus was moved with compassion and Heal the sick. You're praying for power, start praying for compassion. And you become intimate with the ones you pray with. That's why I don't suggest men and women praying together that aren't, uh, you know. If you're praying with your wife, that's okay. If you're praying with somebody else's wife and the husband's there, that's okay. Okay but I'm not praying with anybody else's wife. Oh, I should just stop, right, Roger? (laughs) He's sitting on the edge of his seat. (laughs) Eh, Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for the word of God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. We thank you that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I thank you, Lord God, that people will hear this and they will respond to it. Whether it's just, whether it's just one verse a day, it will bring a change into them. It will be a, bring a change into those they're praying for. I bless your people. Lord, as I do every day, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you and give you shalom. Shalom. Perfect wholeness, perfect soundness in Jesus' name.